Get the old chimney sweeper Make sure the chimney is clear Time to get humming Santa is coming I love this time of the year I'll set the tree by the mantle You wrap the presents, my dear Let's make the dishes Everyone wishes I love this time of the year The snowflakes are Hello. Hello. It is time once again for another episode of Molly and Pete Save Christmas. This is a podcast where Molly and I discuss the Hallmark Christmas movies. Well, I don't know if it's discussed necessarily, but make fun of, critique, talk about. We're not making fun of it. We're um, finding the humor. In finding it. In the humor in the Hallmark Christmas movies. And for this episode, we are going to celebrate the Mistletoe Inn. Starring one of our favorites, Alicia Witt. When we see who is starring in these specific Hallmark movies, when when we see and it's Alicia Witt. We go past a Jodie Sweetin right, to an Alicia <laughs> Witt. <laughs> yeah, so this one, but and this overall was a was a pretty good one. It also stars David Alpay, Alpay, who who um, we loved in Ice Sculpture Christmas from last year, mm-hmm. where he's a finance guy. He's at a resort. That highlights of that one, the decorations at the resort. Check that out. Because the one of the, the stars in that, though, the girl, the love interest, it, her father is the like head, the caretaker, the, the head of the decorations at the uh, the <laughs> he hotel. He takes a lot of yeah. pride in yeah. that for some <laughs> <They're> reason. <horrible. laughs> yeah, he should not be taking pride in that work. And he learns how to sculpt ice and appreciate Christmas. I, I find that any Hallmark movie that's based around ice sculpting. It's going to be a quality episode. <laughs> Some of our favorites. <laughs> One of the challenges in this movie, though, is Alicia Witt. We love her. She's at least six feet tall, and no, no guy in any of these movies is anywhere close to that. So it's a lot of shots where you're like, wait, this doesn't make sense mm-hmm. how they're shooting this. <laughs> Lots of walking not together and standing on boxes. So, I mean, I would be fine if they just were natural about their no. heights you wouldn't no what 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 person wants to see a taller woman <laughs> no you can't we, i would be totally out of the relationship if the woman was honesty taller. is not the first quality we look for in hallmark <laughs> movies <laughs> the other thing that's a little different about this one is their name so alicia witt's name is kim and david alpay's name is zeke now normally we get a nick or a holly yeah there's been a lot of maddies mm-hmm. lately so going out of the box with Kim and Zeke. And Zeke is a he's a finance guy. He can go both ways. He can play the city boyfriend and mm-hmm. the Christmas boyfriend at the same time. It's a rare tour. <laughs> <laughs> so what so what's the plot of this one? So we see we don't know I don't know where this one is set. It's unclear if it's small town, big city, Christmassy. Mm-hmm. And we see Alicia Witt rushing to meet her boyfriend Garth at a book signing. Um, she gets there, and he's a little bit flustered, and we know he's bookish because of his glasses. <laughs> yes. Um, he's a bit flustered because he had broken up t- with her in a letter that he left her, and she hadn't read it. She'd missed it, so he had to embarrassingly break up with her in front of everyone at the mm-hmm. book signing. And the reason he breaks up with her is because she's not taking her romance novel writing seriously enough. Right. She She's working at a car dealership for the most part. And she... She won't show him his work, her work. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like writing on a blog that I guess is popular and he's really trying to get his work published and he's just feeling like they're not in the same on the same level. Yeah, anymore. he write he writes a blog called Dash of Romance, <laughs> and I guess it's popular. He doesn't. I don't know. Like at one point, he like brags about it a lot, but then he also is like saying he doesn't want to do it anymore. That's like kind of beneath him now, or something. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure. They kind of changed courses on that. But she works at the car dealership, and he does the Dash of Romance blog. There, therefore, he is taking right, right. writing very seriously, and she yeah. is not. Yeah. Um, so she goes to her dad's model home house, <laughs> as they are in these movies, and uh, dad, dad is there with Sarge the dog, decorating for Christmas, and they make cookies, enough that like Pete made me buy a bunch of things to make cookies yesterday because he was inspired by it, but we never made the cookies. <laughs> we will. It's a long holiday season. And they talk about her breakup and her romance novel, and we find out that the mom has passed away and her dad is very like sweet mm-hmm. and supportive and then we see her at the car dealership where she works with a terrible actor <laughs> one of the worst of any of these movies just really flat yeah, delivery the, she's a salesperson and yeah, she comes like, over i make sold a... my uh, car <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for lunch <laughs> yeah, she's yeah bad. she was really stiff so uh, while she's at work, Kim is perusing websites for writers' workshops, and she finds a writers' workshop that's going to be taking place soon. It's around Christmas mm-hmm. at a hotel in Maine, the Mistletoe Inn. I'm not Maine. I'm sorry, Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. And uh, she's signed up, and she's going to go. And you, it's a workshop for like a week, and then you have the chance to have your manuscript read by H. T. Cowell, a reclusive romance novelist who hasn't right. written in a while nobody knows what happened to him or who nobody's seen him like nobody knows yeah, who nobody he knows is what he looks like so he's going to reveal himself there and then there's going to be agents and publishers there to talk to them about their work and getting it out there so this is right too. up kim's alley because she wants to take her writing more seriously and she also loves christmas and it seems authentic in that you know it's showing like you can't just like write something and send it out there and expect it to be published it takes having an agent and there's steps that you have to follow mm-hmm. and so we cut to the shot that they always show of a car driving through the woods. It's yeah, the, the same, same shot. shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the overhead, the car going down the one one winding road with, you know, evergreen trees on either side of them. And uh, we get to the Mistletoe Inn, which I was not impressed with the Mistletoe Inn. It looked like a Holiday Inn Express. Yeah, it's exactly. like a fake sign. It was <laughs> yes. not cute or charming. It was very antiseptic. <laughs> And just like a little bit of greenery. Yeah, it's it is. No. It's a Holiday Inn Express with a brown sign, yeah. a small brown sign over the Holiday Inn Express sign that says Mistletoe Inn. The Mistletoe Inn. It was not charming. No, at it was all. not charming. No. So, she and Zeke literally run into each other while they're checking in, and um, it's a theme throughout the thing. <laughs> Zeke spends a lot of time looking down at things and bumping into people. I think he, he did it at least like three times in the movie. But he wasn't looking at his phone. He was looking at his luggage that contains. A a typewriter so we know what kind of guy <laughs> Zeke is <laughs> um, so their luggage spills out and we see his typewriter when they bumped into each other that's when it, you know he, the typewriter is revealed you know this it's the same model that Hemingway used. oh was, yeah yeah uh, Tom Hemingway perhaps another <laughs> mystery ro- romance novelist um, but then and sh- her stuff all her Christmas decorations. Yeah, like like a bunch of lights and a little out, tree. A little tree pop out. Yeah. So he's bringing a typewriter to this and she's bringing Christmas decorations. Yep. And there's lots of talk about this famous writer, 
H- that we mentioned, H.T. Cowell. Um, who could he be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I had a hunch right away. But then a couple times I was yeah, we're questioning wavering myself. On who, who he might be. But in the end, we were right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not spoil that I know. Yet, should though. we not? Oh, this is There's a spoiler. Like, I don't know how to handle this. There will be a spoiler Maybe at we'll the end. just warn people to turn it off for no we'll, we'll, tell, we'll tell them <laughs> we'll tell them how it goes well i guess i'll say if your gut tells you that somebody <laughs> who you think might be hd cal is hd cal you're right <laughs> um so they're like they're checking in she kind of makes friends with a girl named samantha mm-hmm. and there's a like a mixer that night <laughs> at the lovely mistletoe inn and she walks in to the room and everyone's hanging out having a drink bright lights <laughs> yes <laughs> um white tile floors and uh, she walks in in what i did not realize was a costume so maybe like i kind of like white dresses and ruffles yeah <laughs> so to me it was fine but it was it was a kind of a, a white lacy ruffly dress and but her hair was just kind of da- yeah. I don't know like it didn't seem like a costume. She did have like some dumb Christmas jewelry yeah. on, but yeah, it didn't seem like a costume. So then everyone like record scratch yeah. like, turns around and looks at her, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And Samantha comes up to her and says, "You didn't get the last email that they canceled. Like, you're supposed <laughs> to come dress as your favorite romance um, favorite novel author character or something. author yeah, or just, something. Yeah. I don't even know who she was. She was like a Dickensian yeah. character." Of some sort. And so she's just like super embarrassed. But that like never really. No. Yeah. It kind of goes no, away. Yeah. It seemed overkill that everybody was like staring at her for her Yeah. I'm way more dress. into her dress than some like <laughs> red bodycon yeah. dress and pumps. You know. Like. Yeah. So she's talking to Samantha. Samantha introduces her to Luann, the southern rider. And she runs into Zeke again. And then lo and behold, who is at the conference but Garth. The ex-boyfriend. Yeah. He is the worst. He is the worst. Every scene he's in. He's not just a villain. He's just like, I just hated him being on the screen. He was so gross. Since he's a serious writer and he believes that Kim is not a serious writer, this allows him to kind of really lord over his talent uh, Mm -hmm. compared to her. Because in this this conference, there's going to be like contests and the you know the contest eventually mm-hmm. meet the hd cowell so uh here is a little bit of uh mitch or garth talking to kim about the respect mitch is that character from our other one of our other favorites about the guy the radio guy which <laughs> oh, we yeah, should do that good, one yeah, that's Just, a good one yeah. it's an, an oldie but so, but so here's garth talking to kim just about how well they think they're going to do in the various con- the contests to uh meet hd cowell you're not the only one who takes writing seriously <laughs> that right mm-hmm. i just might win this contest <laughs> look uh kim you might want to lower those expectations just a bit what do you mean well i mean it's your first book you're still green you won't win don't sweat it i'm never going to be good enough for you am i i never said that kim it's really good to see you garth may the best writer win yeah, he will. Garth is just a dweeb, Ugh. and he is, would be so lucky to have somebody like Alicia Witt to to lord his non talent, his dash of romance blog, and his serious writer chops over her. It feels like it's he's really been bullied a yeah. lot, and so he's found someone that he can like bully yeah, and take it out. Yeah, on. yeah. 
But that that is kind of Garth to a T throughout this whole narcissist. Hallmark movie. Yeah. So um, the next morning, she's oh, she's had to deal with the typewriter next door. Zeke's typewriter typing and Garth being a jerk. And so she gets up in the morning. She's going to go for a run and clear her head. And she is a crazy runner. Yeah, she. <laughs> I don't know how she runs. It's like she, it's like somebody just explained how running works to her. Like she had never run or saw anybody run before. She's just kind of flopping her arms Very and floppy. flopping her legs. She was just hatched, and somebody said pushed her out. And, like a deer learning. To <laughs> yeah, it was like a deer. It was real, not a good look. And she takes a t- like a horrible fall yeah. too. God, like a concussion mm-hmm. fall. In front of a coffee shop where Zeke happens to be having coffee and breakfast before they have to go to class. Um, and he helps her. And so, again, they, you know, they're just, they're at that, that point in the Hallmark movie where they're bickering with each other. And um, we know what's going to happen next. So they go to their workshop and they're in different groups. And um, when Kim shows up to her workshop, of course, Garth is there. <laughs> and then here comes in, here comes Zeke in late. And they have to have, they have to partner up. And your partner is going to work with you all week. You're going to um, read each other's work mm-hmm. and help each other out. So, of course, they're irritated that they have to be partners. And maybe she's more irritated than he is. I'm not sure. He seems okay with her. Yeah, he she seems, seems annoyed yeah. with him. And I'm not really even sure why, maybe, other than just like that's how these things mm-hmm. are. Yeah, he seemed fine with them being partners, I think. So in her room that night, she's working away, and she's feeling inspired, and we see her room is decorated. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the decorations? I thought they were you didn't fine. Think they were bad. <laughs> I, don't, I thought they were fine. For a hotel room, uh, just a quick uh, Christmas decorations in a hotel room, I think it. I'm not a fan of a teddy bear. Like, there's like oh, a yeah, teddy, she did bear have her teddy bear with a yeah. hat, Santa hat. Yeah. There were the kind of creations that they didn't seem, they just looked like the PA pulled it together. Like she didn't really have any, I don't know, didn't have the feeling of any like emotional attachment to these decorations. And I, I feel a teddy bear decorations with a Christmas hat is the last second gift that you pick up at a CVS <laughs> yes. to bring to your mom's house or something like for their, or for your niece or something that you don't really care about. Oh, I got to stop in Walgreens to pick up a Hallmark card. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and, and, and a, you know, a dumb bear with a Santa cap yeah. that has a saying on his sweater. Yeah. Ho, 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 or, or something like that. A lot of times in these movies, too, they have, like, bad quilts. And she didn't have that. Like, sometimes it'll be, like, a room in the, and there's they've thrown in a bad Christmas quilt. She's stopped short of that. So she, yeah, she shares the clicking away next door to the typewriter, and he's so loud typing on his typewriter. So she goes next door and tells him to be quiet, and he like he's like, I don't care, I'm just yeah. gonna keep typing. When when was this? Because I know she she meets with Samantha after she's up all night here in the typewriter. Yeah, they and, have breakfast the and, next yeah, morning, and she's like, you know, she's uh, saying like, I was up, you know, all oh, I couldn't get a lot of sleep because you know all the clacking and right. Samantha was like, you know, the clacking, and she's like, yeah, from the typewriter and. And then she's like, do they still have the ding at the end? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like there's new typewriter technology that doesn't have the ding at the end. <laughs> they had to explain how typewriters work. I don't know. I felt that was weird. And she reads his story and it's, he's writing about like her falling down while while she was running. Mm-hmm. So and then her what is her story about? Now I can't even it I didn't make remember. a big enough impression yeah, on no, me. I don't remember. But they loved it. And so she wins the first round and they decide to declare a truce with each other. They are going to like work together. 
and she's going to go to a workshop and or a, a lecture and he's like you don't you don't need to go to this lecture like he's really adamant about it that like the the person who's speaking is terrible they're very negative and you'll never you know you'll lose all your like positivity and inspiration if you go to this so he's like meet me outside in 30 minutes and i can teach you everything you need to know and if you don't feel like i do then you can go to the lecture and they always they spend a lot of time walking around just like this small little patch of like snow and trees. They're like always out there walking. So he sets up these two like huge snow snow mams, yeah. like snowman women, and describes them to her as one is very like bitter and negative and is like a failed writer and is always gonna like put you down. And the other one is like encouraging and is willing to work with you and like which way do you want to go? And she's like, Oh, I understand it all perfectly <laughs> <laughs> So then they go back inside, Samantha's like running out of lecture. She was like, Oh, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. It was horrible. So oh Zeke does know something maybe. Hmm. <laughs> So they're chatting about how they're supposed to, for their homework, for the workshop, they're supposed to do some research for their next their next piece. And their next piece is, is a descriptive piece. Um, so they go to dinner at a fancy restaurant. And after they finish eating, they kind of pull out their notebooks and they're t- starting to take notes. And what do you notice? And he's kind of dry with what he notices. And she's a lot more poetic and he's just like, oh, I notice a spoon or and I notice a glass and da, da, da. and she's and anyway, so she's kind of like disappointed that he can't come up with anything better. One romantic thing. Well, I guess it would have to be. Uh... Go on, spit it out. How shiny that spoon is. How shiny the spoon is. Are you kidding me? You are seriously not even trying, are you? I mean, I have a reason. There's a reason why the spoon is romantic. Yeah. It's because of how it reflects just a hint of candlelight in your eyes. Oh, Zeke. <laughs> Zeke. <laughs> Pulling it out. After dinner, they walk around like a Chris Kendall market kind of thing, but they walk around a lot. And usually when you see people walking around in these Hallmark Christmas movies, they're holding coffee that there's no coffee in the cup, which is really annoying. That's one of the biggest things that bugs me about uh, these Hallmark movies when people walk around with coffee that there's obviously nothing in the cup. I know that's like a thing from like Gilmore Gilmore Girls. Girls, Like there's a lot of critique about that, but it's still annoying when Mm -hmm. you see somebody walking with no, I mean, no thought as to any, like there's a hot, they're holding a hot beverage. We anyway. were watching another one this morning and the guy was at a coffee shop and the co- the mugs in these movies are horrible. <laughs> Hi again. I'm Candace oh. Cameron Bure. <laughs> oh, who's that? Was that Candace Cameron Bure? <laughs> She, I don't know. I couldn't hear. Let's hear it again. She seems to be pop pop up a lot in these uh, Hallmark uh, Christmas movies. Hi again. I'm Candace Cameron Bure. Anyway, the mugs are really bad. But in this one we were watching this morning, he actually had coffee in the mug, though. Yeah, so. he did. Yeah, he did. He did. So they're, they're walking around this market. Oh, the other thing was about that it's about the coffee is that there's another point they're working on the market, and they have crepes. But she has a crepe, but he doesn't. He just has the wrapper. Did you notice? No, that? <laughs> he was just eating the wrapper. Neither of them were eating, but hers was like kind of flopping out, and he had nothing in his wrapper, but he's holding it as if there was something in there. So they only had one crepe, apparently. Oh, small budgets. 
So we learned a little bit more about their backgrounds. And um, Kim's mom wrote, always like encouraged mm-hmm. her writing. And she wrote short stories for their Christmas newsletter, which yeah. I wrote, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who writes? A, it's always a bad idea when you, like, you tell us how your family is doing. But over these the- are fictional <laughs> stories that she wrote. <laughs> That's another level of bad, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Amateur fictional short stories. Imagine getting that, like, you know, like getting a card from somebody and it's just their their fictional short story. I'm not sure. It could go either way. Well, there's three ways it could go. One, just nobody takes the time to read it. You know, nobody pays attention to it. Two, it's really good and you look forward to reading it. Three, the most likely is that it's the fun. It's like the worst one and you can't, you like save it until Christmas That's Eve when true. you're with Because yeah. we have a few yeah. people like that whose cards like we save to look at all together because <laughs> we know each year it's going to top the next. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So her mom is her inspiration, her writing inspiration. Yeah. She encouraged She her. died around yeah. Christmas time. So it's a very uh, important time. And so that's why she's her. kind of self-conscious about showing her work and it's all um, very personal to her mm-hmm. and still kind of tied up in all those emotions. And then we find out that Zeke is divorced and it's maybe like he's a finance guy during the day and a writer, romance novelist at night and it was taking a lot of time and that's why he got divorced, right? Is that what you felt yeah. about it? Yeah. Like his wife didn't want to share him with the romance novels. Yeah, it seemed like he, yeah, he was busy during the day doing work and then You know, I think we, we forgot time. one important thing about Zeke. Oh. Zeke has a book deal. I don't think we oh, mentioned yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So we find out that Zeke has a book deal. And so maybe he's just like kind of the, the one step above Samantha and Kim. Yeah. So they do sort of like look up to him like he's figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his book isn't out yet, but he has the book deal. Mm-hmm. That seems to be why his wife or they were divorced right. because it's kind of like, you know, like it's a either guy. me or the romance novel, Zeke. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and chose the romance <laughs> novels. <laughs> and they have a snowball fight and almost kiss. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah. So the next day, he offers to read her manuscript. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen. Um, and that's a big deal for yeah, her. Yeah. So like, like because, again, he's got a book deal, so... He knows a little bit more, maybe about. She's putting herself out there because she's, you know, not one to let other people look at her work. Yeah. So we find out that he doesn't love her book, and she's really upset about this. And he also talks to her about how she needs to have a thicker skin if she's going to do all of this. And he thinks that she this that's a good first draft, but it's not ready to be published yet. Right. It's like set in New York, the story, mm-hmm. and she's not very descriptive about you know, the hotel. It's about a couple and... that meets in line for Santa at a mall in New York. Mm-hmm. They fall in love and they, there's like some confusion about like they have children with them, but then it's like their nieces and nephews. So I think maybe that they're like both married with kids, but actually they're not. Mm-hmm. And so she also meets with like a publisher and an agent where they've read her manuscript and they feel the exact same way that Zeke does, that she has a lot of promise. Yeah. She just needs to be, her writing needs to be a little bit more descriptive so you can actually see what, yeah. you know, what she's writing, you know, yeah. the, the kind of the see the story behind the words, I guess. Right. So I think the problem with Kim is that it's not that she has trouble taking criticism. She doesn't even understand criticism. <laughs> Like, they're kind of encouraging <laughs> yeah, her, and she's just completely... Yeah, she's a wreck. Both of them, Zeke yeah. and then the publisher and the agent, are encouraging. It was a very positive critique, I felt. Yeah. 
And uh, like it wasn't, she just doesn't. She's just completely like, devastated. This is horrible. You'll it. never be a writer. Just give it up now. Go back to the car dealership. You're better off at being a receptionist. Welcome or... back to the car dealership. <laughs> you know, Happy no, holiday. none of that. They were, yeah, they were really positive, just offering her a couple of you know constructive criticisms. Mm-hmm. They walk around the market again. As they're walking around the market, he has a he feels bad about his criticism, which again I don't think he should have. He was no, he was he was he was, was founded, generous, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, complimentary, yeah. So he's gotten them a horse-drawn carriage <laughs> to make up for it. So they ride off in a horse-drawn carriage. It's terrible. <laughs> it's cold. I'm just not a fan of the horse-drawn carriage, but Hallmark is. Yeah. In the the Christmas train, which was on last night, there's a horse-drawn carriage that like saved the, the day at some point. But it, we couldn't figure out why. But it was horse-drawn carriage. Day is saved. Yeah. So. Are we going to do a Christmas train? I think train? we should. That, that, Watch it in preparation yeah, for us that's to a, do it. It's a star, I mean, it's a star-studded. It's because you have your Dermot Mulroney, your Danny Glover. Kimberly Williams your Paisley. Kimberly Williams Paisley, yes. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack, yeah. So it's yeah. star-studded. And it was all right. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that one next. Okay. So, uh, where, where, but anyway, where, horse-drawn carriages horse-drawn save carriage, the yeah. day. And they have, a, they have a day off the next day from the workshop just so they – no class. Just Hi work. again. I'm <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure. Oh, come on. Candace, come on. Timing. Sorry about that. What was that? <laughs> they have a day off from class, and, and Zeke <laughs> proposes that they go on a little trip for inspiration. So he said, you know, get up early. Pack an extra, pack some extra clothes, and uh, we're going to go on this little trip. So it's really, really early in the morning. She stresses this. She has a little suitcase with her, and she's like, "Okay, are we ready to go?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yes." And he has, pulls out two huge tick paper <laughs> airplane tickets, like the smaller than what they were like twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's like double the size of like your boarding pass yeah, now. Yeah. We're going to New York City. And she's like, what? I've never been to New York City. He's like, yeah, that's why your story sucked. <laughs> so we're going to go to New York City. I know. Who would feel compelled to write about New York City or the whole story but had never been there? You just see it in the movies or something? I don't know. That seems yeah, so, weird. But, that... I mean, you and I have been to New York a lot. And there is a specific feeling. Yeah. You can get pretty close to it having just seen a bunch of movies, I think. You don't well, have she's to writing about there, things but... that take place in, like, Midtown. It's not like she's writing about... You know, like Sunset Park, Brooklyn, or yeah, something. I guess know? so. I guess I so. Know. Yeah. So, so they leave at eight in the morning, or super early yeah, in the morning. She, she had she complained. Like she didn't do anything this early without yeah. her coffee. And they're in Vermont. Cut to nighttime in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe they flew into LaGuardia and their, their flight sat on the runway for eight hours. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. It was six in the morning, and now it's dark. I mean, so I know we it gets see dark nighttime yeah. skyline of New York. Cut to Toronto Street <laughs> or Vancouver Street or whatever. And they pull up in front of this um, hotel. This was a thoughtful gift from Zeke because knowing that she lacked some of the descriptive things yeah. that she needed about New York City, this would kind of help her to the next level. Mm-hmm. And he's but, a finance guy. Yeah, he's a finance guy. So That's, he yeah, he's got, he's got clients up and down the yeah. coast, he said. <laughs> I got, you know, hey, I'm a finance guy. I got clients up and down the coast. So they pull up to the hotel, and it's the hotel she had written about in her story – and she just like, you know, pictured in her head. And when she got there, it looked so different. Okay, so let's say that Mistletoe Inn is a Holiday Inn in Suites or Holiday, uh, Holiday Inn Express. This hotel is like a Homewood Inn in Suites, <laughs> I would say. Slightly better, yeah. 
but well, still nothing to write about. No, it's very generic. Mm-hmm. So they talk about like she starts like describing their they walk around New York and like for ten minutes this is the whole <laughs> trip. <laughs> they check into the hotel room, boring. They walk around just streets, yeah. They have boring. To, they want to try some authentic New York chestnuts. Yeah. So she starts describing details. He wants him. She, she, uh, he wants her to describe details to him. Her details are so boring <laughs> to me. I'm just completely zoned out during her talking. I'm just like, this is really boring. I do not want to read this right here. And they just get back. I enjoyed this movie, sort of. Yeah. She's great. But I started getting to the point when I was happy that there were commercials that we could fast forward because it meant we were getting like closer to the end. There's like a point where they really lose steam. Yeah. And there's just not much yeah, they that could, happens. Yeah, they could cut this down. They could have cut this down to... Get them done in 90 minutes instead of two hours with, with commercials. Yeah, because that's right around the time that you're like, eh. And then you know that they're not going to really solve this until, you know, a, an hour and 57 minutes yeah. into the uh, into the episode. So you still have a lot of time left for story to develop. Yeah, I was telling you that I had the Hallmark Channel on and I was like doing some chores and stuff. And it was like the movie had been on for like an hour and 58 minutes and i went to go get something in the kitchen and nothing had been resolved <laughs> i came back and the next movie was starting so the next morning they get up and samantha calls kim and is like where are you they're moving ht cowell's speech or lecture or whatever up and instead of at night it was going to be at two o'clock in the afternoon because there's a storm coming in and the airports are closing and da 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 and so Kim goes to Zeke's room and she's like, "We've got to get back to New York." And and uh, he's like, "Okay, I'll 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 get us on another flight." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "But they're canceling flights." He's like, "I'll rent a car. Whatever it takes, we'll get back." Cut to beautiful weather and they're back at the hotel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened with that. They, they, they pulled up in a car, so I don't know if they flew and then. But they could have flown and gotten a car, rent a car or rent a car. I don't know. Yeah. Spend a little less time with the snowmen and the chestnuts. <laughs> And show us how they actually solve this problem. So they're back. So they're back. They're back. And everyone's sitting down in like a conference room Mm -hmm. waiting for H.T. Cowell to speak. And there's this guy that (laughs) there's often characters in these movies that don't speak, but they're major characters. But it's like they don't want to pay them to speak. So this (laughs) is one of them. There's this guy, this real wimpy looking guy. And he just looks, doesn't he look, I don't know, wimpy is what yeah, I Yeah, wimpy is a good of. word, yeah. good description. Yeah. Um, that her friend Samantha thought was the, was H.T. Cowell. And she kept like going to dinner with him and going to a goat <laughs> cheese farm yeah, with him. Yeah, goat cheese farm. Yeah. <laughs> but he never speaks. She thinks he's him because he wears like a tweed coat and drinks a certain kind of wine. Like they're all in the H.T. Cowell books. Anyway, so he's walking up and she's like, oh, I knew it was him. But he's actually just introducing H.T. Cowell. Modern romance, as we know it, was invented by the French in the 12th century. And I don't know an author more in touch with that legacy today than H.T. Cowell. It was the saddest day of my career as his editor (gasps) when he decided to stop writing new books. He's the editor? (laughs) Who could H.T. Cowell be? I'll let him tell you more. Ladies and gentlemen, H.T. Cowell. Who does it turn out to be? Zeke. Zeke is actually H.T. <laughs> Cowell. 
this whole time. He's been lying to Kim. She is very mad and surprised. Yes. She storms out. I also find it weird, too, that when Kim approached Zeke saying, like, oh, we got to be back at two because, you know, they, they moved mm-hmm. the conference up. You, did Zeke know that he was supposed to be <laughs> No one told him. Nobody told him. <laughs> Zeke, H.T. Cowell, that he was also scheduled to be there at <laughs> 2 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, so Zeke comes out. Zeke, the Zeke that we've come to know and love is, you know, Kim's muse of some sort or, yeah. you know, teacher or whatever. Um, he actually is the reclusive H.T. Cowell. That's right. We need to talk a little bit about the contest, which we haven't talked much about. And it it really was a very little consequence, this contest. So Kim won the first week. Then Garth won, or not the first week, the first day. Garth won the second day. Mm -hmm. We don't know what he wrote about. No. Though. He did post a really mean blog post about her, like, showing up at the conference. Yeah. Something something with X in the title. When you're X. X Miss E X Mass or something yeah. X Mass yeah yeah Garth is what well, he he may be the biggest turd in all of Hallmark <laughs> TV movies he really is yeah. he's just because a lot of times you know they've got the city boyfriend and the Christmas boyfriend and the city boyfriend can be a jerk but usually he's kind of like I don't know he's a moment where he redeems himself and he comes he realizes like yeah we're probably not right for each mm-hmm. other. But yeah, he's just a villain. Yeah, you don't like. You know, why did Alicia? Why was Alicia whatever with this guy? He just puts her down at any chance he can, mm. and they all like Samantha's pretty funny with him in that like she yeah. she won't have any yeah, of she's it. She's great. Yeah, she kind of she eggs him on, shoes him away, yeah, shoes him away. He's just a little pest. Yeah, a little pest. Yeah. yeah. So he wins the second. Then day. Then Samantha wins the third day. So they're all up for a chance. To, um, for H.T. Cowell to read a chapter. And Samantha, when she calls Kim to say that they're moving everything up, she gets the chapter. Kim lets her know what chapter she wants. And Samantha very nicely like submits it for her. And Garth is in line behind her. And Garth grabs it and throws it in the trash and nobody sees. When nobody yeah. Notices. So she's not even eligible. Like The judges will not see her work. I mean, he's already read her work, as we, we know. Yeah. But it just doesn't really seem to matter. I just wanted to punch Garth in the face. I'm like, really? You little petulant turd. <laughs> you're, you're you're throwing out her work because you're so, like, obsessed that you can't be, you're not as good as her. Or, I don't know, I was really annoyed with Garth there. Yeah, he's gross. Um, so Kim packs her bags and she's going to leave. And Zeke slash H.T. Cowell, who we learned his name is Hezekiah, comes to try to stop her. From leaving, and she's just so mad that he lied to her, and nothing you can do anything worse than lying to her. Yeah, I mean, finance guy, the client's <laughs> up and down the coast. Well, he, he was a finance guy, though. That was the truth, because he makes a sp- he does make his speech, which is a real downer and also not very memorable. Like he talks again about his wife left him, and that since then, so like he had this success. He was like a finance guy, not he would expect to be a romance novelist. And he had the success, and then his wife was going to leave, and his wife left, and then he hasn't been inspired to write anything since. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe he's inspired now. <laughs> um, so he has nothing new, because everyone's hoping that they have a new book. But So she goes, Kim goes home back to her dad's house in Sarge, and it's Christmas Day, and her dad's making a turkey, 
and they're getting ready to open presents, and there's a knock on the door. Was she in the house already? Yeah. I thought she was just coming. I think she just was, she pulled up in the car, Mm -hmm. and then there was a bunch of fake CGI snow. Oh, (laughs) we were watching which of the... Rankin and Bass. Santa Claus is coming yeah. to town. And they have the same... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same CGI, CGI snow. snow. <laughs> so it's like a tons of snow coming down. And then she, as she gets to the door, she hadn't even been in the house yet. Oh, he pops up. He was waiting for her. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Garth, you're right. <laughs> the ex-boyfriend, yes. shows up, like pops out. Like, she, no, you're, like, you're right. He's been like right. creeping behind the bushes <laughs> yeah, waiting, waiting for her, for to, her. Come, to come home. Jim. <laughs> Garth? Hey. Um, wow. What are you doing here? I just... Came to say Merry Christmas, and yeah. that I was wrong. <laughs> not that I'm disagreeing with you, um, but what about? Oh, about, you know, you not being a real writer. Oh, that. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I mean, to be honest, at the conference, your pages were amazing. They're some of the best by far. But I thought you said it was just beginner's No, luck. no, not at all. It was a joke, uh, obviously. Okay. No. It was funny. Yeah, um... No, I was I was wondering actually. Low with this guy. <laughs> Go on. Well, maybe you want to pick things up where we left off. Really? Go on a date sometime. Uh. Talk about writing. Um, gee, you know what? Uh, I think I think maybe you were right about us being on different paths. Right. No, no but the the paths they can come. And I am just really busy. Yeah, no, you're busy. I'm pretty busy myself. Um, you know, there's a thought. Maybe <laughs> you could put in a good word for me with Cal. <laughs> Aw, you're too funny, Garth. You have a Merry Christmas. See you later. Yeah, um, Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah. appropriately slammed <laughs> the door, that door in his Garth's face. face. Yeah, I mean, what a load he is. <laughs> he really Waiting is. Waiting out there, jump serve from outside the bushes. <laughs> He's been sitting in the bushes for how, who, how long? Was how, he there? Just waiting, and then you know wants to get back together. But then when you know when he, I wish Sarge would have gone out and attacked him. <laughs> yeah, she, and she doesn't want to get back together. And then he like the real reason is like, well, maybe you can show HD Cowell some of my work because he really didn't. Care. It's all narcissist, as you said earlier. Yeah, yeah, he just cares about his his own writing. But yeah, thankfully, she just like slammed the door on that little turd's face. All right. So now she goes in and starts to have Christmas with her dad. And now there's a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And who is it? Zeke. Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> Did he work this out with her dad? Because I feel like when the door knocked, when there was a knock on the door, the dad kind of like gave a sly oh, smile. Like I didn't like, notice like that. Because how, like, how, like, how did Zeke find out where she lived? Yeah, I, I feel was like just there wondering was some, that. Like, contact, he was you know, finance guy. He has contacts up and down the coast probably was able to figure it out call the dad tell me you know where you live i'll show up to the house what does he he has flowers Mm -hmm. and he has a gift for her and the gift is a letter from a publisher that wants to work with her yeah and she's like how did you get my pages well samantha had won the whole contest and so samantha got time with ht cowell yeah samantha garth is the worst and samantha's the best samantha gave him her pages because she had access to all of it to her rewrite so she had like rewritten things in new york Mm -hmm. after her um after their research hour (laughs) and and, uh, they were a lot better like she had taken the criticism yeah and um, he yeah so the the publisher wants to work with her and she can't believe it pendant publishing 
Yeah, which what is is pendant from Seinfeld? What is pendant from? I feel like I thought it was from Seinfeld too, but maybe it's a real publisher. <laughs> I don't know. When they said that, I was like, pendant. That sounds familiar. I thought like Elaine worked for pendant yeah, publishing I think so. for a while. I think so. <laughs> so he gets the flowers, blah, blah blah. Tells her about the deal, and then we have this moment. Wow. Well, I think that's what they call a, a happy ever after. Yeah, I suppose it is. So kiss me already. We are standing under the mistletoe after Oh, we're standing under the <laughs> mistletoe, and it was called the Mistletoe Inn. <laughs> so that was the Mistletoe Inn. And that, we did this last week, and you want to do it again? Sure. We, what do we call them? Naughty and nice. Naughty and nice. And I think, we, I think we've oh, kind of established Clear who... naughty. Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, Garth. You, you, some people could say that for lying for two hours. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Oh, did you want to go with Zeke? No, I'm going with Garth. <laughs> I say Garth was is the worst. Garth is definitely the I naughty. I think we've proven yeah. how bad Garth is. I mean, is. Zeke. I know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. For, for lying for a, an hour and 57 minutes during the movie. But he had good intentions. She kind of overreacted. Though, he had I good intentions say. behind. He good reasoning behind what he was doing. All right, what's your nice? I'm going to go with Samantha. Samantha's a good one. She, I thought she was a really funny character, a good friend, stuck up yep. for Kim uh, multiple times, um, and I think that she was very supportive of the work, and uh, as we've said, that she's she, it was her reaching out to Kim mm-hmm. saying, I'm meeting with Cowell, blah, blah, blah. And She's a good judge of character. Yeah, a good judge of character. She knew Garth was a turd <laughs> right away. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to go with Sarge. Aw. <laughs> He did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. He's a loyal companion. <laughs> till uh, till next time. Till next time. This has been episode two of Molly and Pete Save Christmas. We'll have a uh, another episode up in a few days, a week or so. I think that. Um, I think that we should do the Christmas train, and I think it's a good one. I think we also should do the radio one from a couple of years ago because that was. It's uh, about someone who works in radio and someone who makes greeting cards. Yeah, which is what we do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk to you later. Bye.